Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. What's good, radio family? The Thomas Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with, on Sundays, the Thomas Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Satellite with Michael Ceballos at 4.30 p.m. Mondays, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesdays, Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Fridays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Motobar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Starless Voice presents by appointment only. Coming soon, TPV Radio Open Mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, 
body and stronger hair, like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show, show, right now on TPV Radio. breaks you, he doesn't destroy you, he does it with grace. Ah! Anybody been gracefully broken where? Ooh! Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So, Father, tonight we're broken before you. Thank you for handling us with grace. Just lift your worship right there in this moment.
coach, liberating minds, transforming lives, Romans 12, 2 through 3, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. But to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. I'm walking in authority. Living life without apology. It's not wrong, dear. I belong here. So you might as well get used to me. once again before you with a humbled heart broken heart healed heart hurting heart whatever the heart we have we come gratefully broken before you Father and we know that you will fill us up for each tear you will multiply three times over with joy Father, we just come asking that you let us all be transparent because the generational curses, we will no longer be trapped in after you come in. That's the only way we can get the trap door open, Father. And we just thank you for giving us an opportunity to share our grateful brokenness. We thank you, God. We will not be ashamed because we don't have to be ashamed because a good workman need not be ashamed. And, Lord, there are so many people that need to hear hear our story so they will know that this, too, shall pass. 
When you have to go through this kind of pain, God, it's all for gain. Because your word says our labor will not be in vain. And we thank you, God, for gracefully breaking us, God. And we thank you for being able to understand that we are gracefully broken. And we thank you for restoring us. Lord, we don't mind being the potter because we know you are the truth. And we know that the potter will put us back together again. Lord, I said we are the clay and you are the potter. Put us back together, Father. Put us back together because we've been gracefully broken. And we thank you for doing so, Father. The potter will put us back together again as mere fragile vessels of clay. And Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. And Lord, if we're getting ready to say anything that is not going to magnify and glorify your name and help someone who is gracefully broken or those that don't even know that they're broken or the ones that are broken and don't know how to stop the break, stop the brokenness. Lord, we just ask that you just let us give them something. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that we do pray. And again, God, if we are not about to glorify and magnify you, Please fill our mouth. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that we do pray. And we thank you and celebrate in advance for all you're going to do through us, with us, and for us. Amen. Well, you guys, we're back. We're back, we're back, we're back. And let me tell you, last week's show... Um, there were some people who didn't understand, and it's okay, because we welcome the questions. We welcome what you're doing. We welcome you're trying to get help, get answers. We welcome it. One of the questions, I believe, was, and I'm answering these questions so as we proceed forward, people will know. One of the questions was, why so many numbers? And as I say to each one of you who listen and view in, I cannot speak for your life. All I can do is share with you what God is giving me. And if it is meant for you to take away, take something from it, take it. He'll show you what it is that you're supposed to get out of it. So if you get something, please use it. If you don't, it's okay. And if you don't understand, it's okay. All we have to do is sit back and we can pray together that God helps all of us understand what it is that he's doing. And lastly, he gave me numbers for my life to show and share with people how he's speaking through the Holy, through the Holy Spirit to me and clarifying what's going on up in this mindset of mine. Because I thought you all, they can run rampant and they can run all over the place. And if we don't control those thoughts, the thought will control us. And we won't be able to do what Philippians 4 and 8 says, think on things that are pure, think on these things. We won't be able to think because our thoughts are taking over. So he knew that my thoughts have been haunting me for years. And because I've been gracefully broken, he saw fit to finally give me revelation. And he used numbers to do so. He used the numbers 3, 4, 5, 12. Three, four, five, six, seven, eleven, twelve, and twenty for me in the spiritual realm. 
And I thank him because it helps me to understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. It helped me understand and respect that God makes no mistakes. That's why I use nothing because that's what God gave me for me to help me share, help me understand how and not only understand but accept when you're broken. There's no need to be angry. Be gracefully broken. And I can't thank the producer enough for letting the Holy Spirit utilize and use him to place the right song. You guys, I don't tell him what to play. I did not tell him to play that song, but it was so appropriate for where I am in my life. And that's what I'm trying to say to people. When you know that you're broken, God will put somebody there to help you along your way so you can the potter can start blending that clay back together, and he puts people around you. And that's all I am here. I'm just a vessel that he's using, that he, that, that, that potter, he's taking little shades of the clay that he's using to put me back together to share with you in case you don't understand. That's all I am. It's a, the potter is only using me. I'm just clay like you. But one thing I can say I'm on the spinning wheel. You know, when you get on that, when, the, when they make those vases in the clay, they put it on a wheel, and they have to move their hands, and it has to turn, and has to, sometimes they have to spin fast, and sometimes it has to go slow. Whatever shape, form, or fashion that the potter is using this clay, me, the reality coach, and using me, not you, because as I said last week, I cannot solve your puzzle because it's not meant for my brain to understand. And if you have a frame, my picture may not fit in your frame. It may be too big. It may be too small. That's all I'm saying, you all. So please, if you don't understand something, it's okay. It's okay. Because I know that God is working and using me. Because I'm telling you, if it was up to me, I wouldn't tell y'all a thing. That's just the reality. I wouldn't tell you nothing. Because do you think it's easy to get up here and have my life be gracefully broken and filling it out? No, it is not easy. Because there's always going to be someone who's not going to believe you, who's going to challenge you, who's going to say you're crazy, who's going to say you're sick, who's going to say all kinds of things with this platform and trying to help people understand my life, use my life to understand something that may potentially be something in their life. I don't know. But I know one thing. It's hard to do what I'm doing right now. And anybody that's trying to help people who are broken understand the difference between being heartbroken and heartbroken, it's not easy. Heartbroken, H-E-A-R-T, and heartbroken, H-A-R-D. It's not easy because guess what? We live in a world where everything bad seems better. And everything good seems goofy. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Everything bad seems better and everything good seems goofy. And that's where I am. I am one that's stirring up the pot. I'm the one that's causing problems. I'm the one that don't know how to let things go. I'm the one that don't know how to follow the rules. 
but how can that be when I'm the one that's hearing how I'm broken? I'm not making this up. It is real, but it's okay. But with that being said, you all, now that I've gotten that off my back, because I'm so, look, y'all, I'm not caring. My backpack is going to get real light. Anything that's bothering me, I'm not going to put it in my backpack no more. I'm not putting it on my back anymore. I'm getting ready to release it and open it up and let it go on out here and do what it has to do so I can address it and I can move forward. Because let me tell you, when you don't pay attention to what's in your backpack, it's able to manifest itself and come from the back to the front. And I don't have no room for what's in the back of me to continue to roll in front of me. Because guess what? When it rolls in front of me, I may want to go right, but it wants to go wrong. So I don't need what's in back of me to continue to control what's in front of me. Meaning, I don't need my past to keep messing with my present. Because I will not get to my future. And honey, I have been through too much in my past in order to keep carrying it in my present on to my future. So I'm using my past to release people. I'm using my past and my present to understand that that was all part of God's plan to get me to my future. And I'm so ready, y'all. I'm so ready. But not ahead of God. Can't let that back what's behind me keep leading me the wrong direction. Because like I said, I may want to go right. It wants to go wrong. So guess what I'm doing? I'm getting it off and out of death. You all do the same. Whatever's on your back that's weighing you down, get it off your back. Get it off your back. It don't have no room. You don't have no more room. You don't have no room for pain. You don't have no room for mental anguish. You don't have no room for generational curse. You don't have no room for none of this craziness. But, staying off it, that's the fact. Last week's show was Satan's generational curses, which is, for me, God gave it to me this way. Slick, sickness, fly, and suffer. And as I explained to you all how he was trying to use my past, which was my, as a child, became my normal, but as an adult, wanted to bring my normal, that normal that I knew as a child into an adult mindset, which would have been abnormal. And because I was aware and had the wherewithal to understand the attack of the enemy and how to keep people going and keep them locked up and locked into this craziness, I started denouncing Satan. I started calling him to what he was. Slick, sickness, fly, and subtle. And y'all, I did spell subtle. S-U-T-T-L-E. And trust me, Holly Starr was on top of that. She said, you forgot to be in the too many teas. But like I told her, no, that's how he was. He was subtle. Wasn't no, wasn't no, wasn't no being no proper in that for me. But I thank her for that. That just lets me know she's in tune and she's on the same page. That's awesome. But I started calling Satan out for everything that I could think of. That generational curse was not going to continue to carry my 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 limit. And I'm so grateful that I had enough wherewithal to recognize it. Now, 
with that being said, there was so much in that one show that people said, why don't you make that another show? Well, I was like, okay, God, I do want to do it again. I do want people to understand. And he's, and, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me, just like I'm talking to you. And those of you who know how the Holy Spirit works, it will talk to you just like you're talking to the person next door, the person sitting next to you. So God said, no. I, I, well, he said, yes, you can still talk about generational curses, but here's the thing. You've already told people how Satan operates. Split, sickness, fly, and subtle. And guess what, y'all? I was talking to someone, and they were talking about how their loved one was caught in the slick sickness, subtle, I mean, slight and subtle, of drugs, drug addiction. And I said, poor baby, ain't nothing worse than being trapped within a generational curse. And that's how I came up with part two. When we don't recognize the slick, sickness, sly, and subtle that comes to us, we will remain trapped within. But the only way you can get out of that trap is to recognize there is a problem. Now, I'm not saying you got to talk to me. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not none of that. But what I am is real. With real experience, real issues, real pain, real heartache, real all, all of the above. I'm real. And I'm not telling somebody else's story. I'm telling mine. So I'm telling you, the only way for that I, me, my problem, my puzzle, my pain, my frame is me. What I did for me is I started talking about my situation. And yes, you can go to all the doctors in the world. You can go all to all the counselors in the world. But if you never open up to them, they can't help you get past where you are. And my methodology was not to go to the doctor, not to go to the counselor, not to go to the therapist, but that worked for me. Because guess what? I didn't have other underlying issues. I was battling me. But guess what? I thought I didn't. But then the Holy Spirit started showing me, oh, yeah, you got some issues. They may not be drug addiction. There may not be alcoholism. There may not be a, a, a sexual addiction. It may not be a violence addiction. But you got an addiction. And guess what my addiction is, y'all? I'm going to tell y'all. I know you ain't going to never get Because nobody ever thinks that this is a slick, sickness, fly, and subtle. You wouldn't think it because I look so good. I, well, let me not shoot my own horn. Somebody go ahead and put it in there. You look beautiful. Somebody put it on there for me so I can say, oh, thank you, baby. Somebody put it in there for me so I can. But anyway, <laughs> let me just say, my slick, thickness, slight, and subtle was victimization. I have spent so many years being a victim. And y'all, that's now, 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 if you don't know about being a victim and you don't know how slick, what a slick, sickness, fly, and subtle that can be, let me tell you about being a victim. Thank you, Miss Holly. Thank you, honey. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, if you don't know about being a victim, 
let me tell you how I know about being a victim. Because for one, I've entered into relationships that I knew wasn't right. Knew it from the beginning. And then when I got in the relationship, here I come, oh my God, help me. Lord, help me with this. Help me get out of this. You put yourself in a victim situation. You knew that book. You didn't even have to open up the book to see the content. The content was right at the front. The book didn't even come with a pretty cover. It came with a cover. Uh, don't go there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, no, not me. I can fix it. See, that's what victimization does to me. That slick, sickness, sly, and subtle made me think I could fix something that was already broke before I got there. I ain't the one even broke it. But yet I want to try to get in there and fix it. So guess what I do? I end up getting, uh, for lack of a better word, better, better verbiage. I end up getting slapped. Not physical slap. I'm just saying those hard blows. I get, I was getting blow after blow. Uh, punch after punch. Kick after kick. Not physically, but I'm telling you those mental, those mental ones, that's what I was putting myself in, being a victim. Y'all, I'm so tired. I got so, I started looking around and I look, why are you mad at these people for doing this for you, doing this to you? You knew that they was like that when they got in. Now, he didn't hide who he was. Ladies. And I can only speak to the lady because I'm a woman. If he is a cheater before you marry him, not saying God, excuse me, not saying God can't fix him, but oh my God, the stuff you're going to go through while you're waiting for him to get fixed. Oh my God. There you go. You're going to be in some pain. I done been there, done that one. It don't work. If it's broke before you get there, guess what? It's going to be broke for a long time until it decides to catch on to the potter so the potter can put that bad clay back together. So quit thinking you can fix a man that's got an issue. Just like now men, I've heard this. You can't turn uh, into a housewife. She was out there doing what she was doing before you met her. And after you met her, and then you marry her thinking it's going to make her better, not going to happen. And now, that's with that kind of relationship. But here's this other relationship. If you think that drugs going to make your life better, that's some slick, sickness, fly, and subtle. Let me tell you what's going to happen. That same drug that you took is going to end up dragging you. Because at the end of the day, when you come back to your senses and you ain't no longer high, you're going to realize I'm still where I started out at. But now I got another problem on top of the sickness that came along sly and subtle. Okay, now, alcohol. If you think Taking that drink going to make you be able to party a little longer, a little harder, a little whatever. Wrong again. It ain't going to help. It's going to make matters worse. Because then, then you got 
You can't even sit up straight. You can't even go to work. You too busy. You, you, you too drunk. You can't even talk right. I mean, it's just so many things that go on with this stuff. So you guys, these generational curses, and they all come from one, normally from one generation to the next until someone breaks it up. But, hey, I see we got a phone full of people. Chris, let's just bring everybody on. And, y'all, we're going to talk all together. And except for you, Chris, so you know you got to have your own platform. TNT, you got to have your own platform. So don't drop your bomb yet. Drop the bomb for Sly Guy. Drop the bomb what? for uh, – I see we got uh, – ain't she on here? Oh, yes, he's on here. All right. Drop the uh, Miss Firecracker, everybody on here. Drop the bomb for them. Whoever's on here, let's all come together because I love when we talk. Because I don't want to just talk about my my woe is me. So, are we ready, you guys? Are we ready? Uh, the crew. And I hate to say the crew because I, you know, y'all know my my, my my friends. These are my friends, y'all. That that got some good stuff and good good nuggets to drop about this generational curses and can you I, and when you guys come on I want you to tell how you've been trapped into something and my my generational curse mine was victimization y'all I am a pro at being a victim baby you can't you cannot victim me don't even think about it honey I am a come if somebody thinks they cannot victim me I double dog dare you so you I double dog dare you to try me because I am a good victim. Of myself. Come on, who's who, who's ready? Who's on there? Everybody say hello. Everybody that you can talk say. I know Holly. Are you there? Hey, Coach. I'm here. I was a little bit late today. I got uh, lost in a lost in the time on the phone with the AT and T operator. That's I all had, right, uh, honey. You here? That's all right, yep, Holly. I'm so here. I am here now. Hey, it's, is is Fly Guy on here? Is Fly Guy here today? He's not he's not on the line. Okay, is Firecracker on the line? Well, we just gonna play uh uh well who on the line then? Give me some numbers. We know Miss Holly starts, so let's see who's on there, who wants to talk. Just give me a number then. Well, Coach, the only uh, uh, Lance in Michigan is on the line, but he can't talk at the moment. So it's you and Holly Star at the moment, and I'm going back into my uh, bomb shelter before I explode. So take it away, Coach. All right. Okay, Holly. As I was saying yeah. before, I have become a professional. Uh, my 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 slick my slick. Sickness, pride, and struggle is, and, and, and uh, that I'm trapped within is being a victim. I put myself in a victim's role all the time, and I tell anybody out here, you can't be not the reality of being a victim. And what I mean by that, Holly, is in my relationships, I I I, I get in relationships sometimes and give so much. Uh oh, there's an echo. I'm not sure if it's me or if it's something. But I give so much in my re- whether it's with the- now if I get a boyfriend y'all let me tell you Holly let me tell you how I become a victim excuse me in that ring I give him so much I give him all the deeds of a husband without the title so he comes in and he reconstructs my house and I ain't even got the deed to 
without the deed. And then I'm mad when he don't do what I ask him to do. Well, first of all, honey, you gave him the deed to your house, and he didn't even give you the title. So now who, why are you mad at him? That's in one retrospect. And then with my children, I want to tell them how to live their life as grown people. You did your job. Once they turn 18, your job is to sit back and wait for them to come to you with the problem. Don't go try to cut the problem off before the problem gets to you. I mean, yes, you're supposed to, but when they reject your help, parents, go sit in your secret corner and pray. Because when you get in the way, you become a victim again of pain. Because I'm telling you, if you want your kids to go left, they're gonna go if you don't want if you want them to go right, they're gonna go left every time. And wrong is right there waiting. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is that don't keep putting I had to tell myself, uh, Dorothy, your reality is he gonna keep chasing the women. The kids gonna do what Good they girl. wanna do. Good girl. Yeah. And people gonna do what they wanna do. So you can't fix it. So quit trying to fix people. They broke. You just share your story and hopefully they can get something from it. So Holly, do you have one situation or anything that you uh, 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 that you feel like you've been you're trapped within, but you're working your way out of it? Well, I can. You know, I'm really glad you said a couple of things because it, I realized it didn't have to be limited to a single type of generational curse. Um, I've been a I've been a victim type personality uh, at times in my life. How's the name? Um, Come here. I have Come here. always... Uh-oh, somebody needs to mute. I'm hearing somebody phone. yell. Yeah, somebody mute. Um, I also inherited some traits that you could call a generational curse um, where I'm gullible. There have been years and times in my life when I was very gullible and believed and trusted too many people, and therefore you can be taken advantage of. I've always been really trusting. I also um, have been sort of a pack rat. I hold on to things because I think I think they'll make me feel better. So I've held on to material things and filled up a very large house with material things. My mom did the same thing, so I think I inherited some of that pack rat mentality. Uh, there's been quite a few things that you that are passed down or maybe acquired through the generations that they might not be the the best or the worst, but of course, you know. Um, and then there's you know other other traits as well. Um, some of them have to do with being kind of evil tongued. I can say things occasionally in a in anger, and I, I I went for years not being this way. But in the past couple of years, um, I can say something and regret it instead of thinking about what I'm going to say before I say it. I can cut somebody to the quick, or probably I try not to do this. This is not me, but but occasionally I, in, in the example, you know, I'm raising a grandson, and he's 18 mm-hmm. years old. He's a, he's a teenager. He's a special needs teenager and boy sometimes I can say something and I look back and think where did you get that vomit that just spewed out of your mouth 
you know, so that's a generational curse. It's one of uh, probably the biggest one I've ever dealt with is the ability to say something. Now, one thing I do is I, I do apologize. You know, um, my other generation did not always apologize. But, but yeah, that's probably one of the bigger things is to try to really think about what I say before I say it. And, and then if I do say it, try to make amends and atone for, for the words and work on not saying those hurtful words, you know. But is that sort of um, a long Wow, you know, you, just, you, you know, you just brought up some, yeah, I mean, it does, because let me tell you, these traits are passed down from one generation to the next. We, like um, you said, I, I'm not sure, but like you were saying, the, 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 the mean tongue. Were you talked down to and were you talked to mean by someone in your family, like a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a mother or father? Were you talked down to at one point with a mean tone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. By my mom. So that, very, that, very critical. See, so that passed down. I mean, then you picked up some of those. And, and, and have you ever found yourself saying something that she has said that you're like, oh, my God, I sound just like my mother? Have you ever done well, that to yourself? Not sort of. I, w- I spent my whole entire life growing up thinking that I did not want to be like my mom. I, I knew that the you know that the potential curse was there, I suppose, from a young age. So I spent my whole life trying to not be like my mom, and she had a lot of good qualities. I, I'm not meaning to say she didn't, but that that was where that came from. She had a little bitter tongue, and she would be very negative. So I tried very hard, but yes. In answer to your question, yeah, I look back in raising my daughter. I probably said some of the same things. I do remember that one curse that your mom gives to you. Probably everyone out there, their mom said this to them at one point. I hope your kids do you just like you did me. And anybody's well, we all that? said that one. Yeah. And and boy, that's kind of in my case. If I wish that on somebody, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. The, my mother had the had the bitter tongue. The generational curse I probably inherited from my dad, and luckily God didn't let me drown in it. Uh, I saw my dad drink alcohol from a very young age, and I thought my dad was the coolest man in the world. And so I drank alcohol wanting to be just like my dad. And luckily I didn't get addicted um, to alcohol, but I could have. And I, and I really had to fight that addictive type personality to such things as alcohol because, you know, I watched somebody who I thought was the coolest man in the world. So that's, that was from that generation. Wow. So, and, and you, you see how, how, how slick sickness can be sly and so it can just come in so exactly. many different forms. And you become trapped in it and you don't even know that you're trapped in it. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, when they set the animal trap, you know, those traps that they set out for animals, it, 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 it's a trap that animals see, but they still don't understand. They know it's a trap, but they feel they, 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 it's like it's chasing them. And it's the same way these, these, these slick, sickness, fly, subtle curses continue to do us. We can see that it's a trap. But it's calling us, and we don't understand why we're so eager to get to it. We don't understand. And and then before you know it, you have slipped in there, and that trap door has shed on you, and you don't even know how to get back out. So now you got to wait for somebody to let you out, break out. you got to break yourself out, wait on somebody to let you out, or just sit there and die in. 
Now, now I don't want nobody to have to. Now, I, I, I want you to do the last, the, the other two. Either break yourself yeah. out or pray your way out. But don't die yeah. in it. Please try to figure a way not to die in it. Now, I see my friend Sly Guy. He is somewhere, somewhere. I don't know where Sly Guy is. Uh, Sly Guy, are you here? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, uh, did you hear Harley? Did you hear the question I asked? Hey. So, I wanted to pipe. Yeah. Okay. So, I wanted to pipe in real quick. Um, Because, um, Holly was talking about the evil tongue. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have brought this up on one of your previous shows, but I'll, I'll just bring it up again. So um, I, I had this very good friend. I mean, she was, she was my, my uh, woman, uh, my, my best woman in my wedding. But she just had a nasty evil tongue and you know we, we would fight and fight and fight and fight you know I mean, it, but always ending in a loving way mm-hmm. um, we just we just didn't agree on a lot of things but anyway so I what I wanted to say about the evil tongue is that um, it, you know with this whole coronavirus going on and stuff they started the Lutheran churches uh, around Nebraska they started the the corona Bible, and so each of the each of the churches they um, they they pass out the information, and then you could write in your own handwriting, and you could decorate it however you want to decorate it. But you would take passages from the Bible and transcribe those, you know, in your own handwriting. So they're going to create they're going to create a Bible. Um, everybody transcribes. Um, you know, in their own handwriting, so it's not like this mm-hmm. little teeny tiny print and stuff. So anyway, I picked, and the reason I wanted to pipe in is because I was I signed up for it immediately, and I was like I was like I was like oh I, I need James three James three. Mm-hmm. So anyway, James three is about the evil tongue, and mm. uh, unfortunately, my friend passed away last year, and. Mm. Uh, you know, we we never well. I shouldn't say we didn't reconcile, but um, we never really came to terms about how how her evil tongue affected me. So luck, luckily, when I signed up for this, James three was still available, and so I transcribed that and I submitted it to the Nebraska Corona Bible. And it, it, it's too long to read, so I don't want to waste a lot of time. But anyway. If, if you have a chance, if you want to read that, but um, anyway, I love the gracefully broken part when you started off. But the other, the other thing I wanted to to mention before I take up too much time is um, I have it. I have a posted this, and it, it, all this division and everything in in the world today, and you know, politics, black, white whatever um, she posted this thing when Jesus said love your neighbor he knew your neighbor would act look and believe and love differently than you that's kind of the whole point 
Wow. That makes sense. That makes a whole lot so, of sense. But guess what? That's another thing that's passed down from generation to generation is the, is the racial divide. Kids don't yeah, learn exactly. that behavior. They don't come, they don't, I mean, they don't come out not liking someone because they look a certain way. In that case, say, for instance, they, um, they don't look at people the way adults do. I see people sometimes looking at people in a way because they're, 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 they're. like, say, for instance, and, and forgive me, let's lose, use someone that's, that, that may be overweight for whatever reason. It, there are so many reasons. They could be on steroids. They could be on a whole lot of different medications that causes them to gain weight. But guess what? We as people will look at that person and say, now, they need to go work out. They just need to do this. They look a mess. But then you see this child embracing that person. Don't care about the size. Don't care about nothing. They just love genuinely. So yeah. that kind of wicked tongue, evil eye, whatever you want to call it, that's passed down. Those are things that we've heard someone else say, and we've fallen into it. And look at the world today. It is, okay, you, um, fly guy, you are, you're, 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 you are, you are gay, right? Right. Uh-huh. Okay. So does that make you a bad person? No. <laughs> but well, I heard, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't give you a chance to add. And so I'm sorry, I just took it. I just took it and <laughs> no, ran. <I> <laughs> oh, no, I, mean, oh, I was no, just like, I was like, does that make you a bad person? No, that makes right. you different from me. But according to the Bible, I'm supposed to love you. I may not agree with what you do, but the bottom line is, as a Christian, I'm supposed to love you. I cannot judge you because guess what? Let me just do tell y'all. Those of you who are judging other people, if you lying, if you shacking, if you sitting up here uh, uh, stealing, whatever you're doing that's against those commandments, guess what? You got to sweep around your own door before you try to sweep around somebody else's door. Don't worry about what he's doing in his personal world, you worry about how he's treating you. Is he treating you according to the way the Bible says with love? So yeah. don't be worried about nobody else's business. Yeah, I so guess that's what the, I'm the, the one, that Go ahead. No, the, the one thing I wanted to add was, um, you know, it, it's always like, um, you know, oh, you're gay or, you know, this, this or that or whatever. Okay, my husband and I have been together for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And it's like I I would like beg to differ with a lot of straight couples who have been together for 25 years, which I mean there there have been you you see so many divorces and this and that and what whatever but it's it's like it's like well, why why are you judging me when you got this own stuff going on in your life you, you know I, I loved I loved the the point that you brought up earlier about. Um, what was it? Heart, heart broke, heartbroken versus hard broken. Mhm. So I I love that because I had never thought about it that way before. So. And 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 here's the thing, I 
I can't I can't judge you for loving who you love. But I can say, well, you know, sly guy, well the Bible says this, but guess what sly guy can come around and tell, turn around and tell me? Well the Bible says this about what you doing. So then you get into this Bible war. <laughs> so the best thing the best thing we can do is love each other and pray for one another and let God be God. Yeah, because I, I can also say, you know, do, the clothing that you pick out, you know, are you wearing a particular type of clothing? Because you could be stoned to death, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's that's the frustrating part of it. Wow. Are you wearing a particular clothing? Yeah, because it, it's, it's like if women wear, what, what is it, not... Is it cotton or or, or something? Um, uh, you know, and then I don't know. It, it, you know, just the Ten Commandments. You know. Uh, oh, okay. You know, coveting the, coveting thy neighbor and um, that that kind of right, stuff. You right, know, right, right. Don't covet another man's. No, yeah, I get you. I got. I'm with you now. I understand you saying that no matter what, while you're looking about what I'm doing. There's some commandments that I can look at you and see that you don't. Yeah. So don't be too much about me. It's like the people who call themselves Christians, they like pick and choose what they want to follow and what they don't want to follow, you know? And it's like, we're, we're all, we're all sinners. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, and and we got to come to terms with that. And I've already made my peace. And uh, you know, it's like that's that's between me and God. It's like exactly. you don't, you know, you don't, you don't, your opinion of me, which I love your opinion of me, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but uh, good. Uh, but all of, uh, but the bottom line is that is a generational curse that we pass down. You know, because our mama said it. Or our daddy said, "Don't talk to him because he ain't right." Look at how he walking. He walking funny, or he 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 like that man, or she like that woman. That ain't your business. Learn to like that person. Learn that person. Don't worry about what that person is doing in their personal life. Worry about what they're doing to you in your personal life. If I mean, it's just that generational curse. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and I I think I, I. I, I think I might have told you this story. Um, it's a quick one. Um, I don't know, a while ago on one of your shows, but um, one of my friends, something about gay came up. And I, I was just I was like, why, you know, why would you say that? You know, I'm gay and this and that. And he's like, he's like, well, he's like, he's like, I've, I've never, I've never looked at you as being gay. I've always looked at you as being Bobby. So he like, looks at me as a person, not, mm-hmm. you know, not because I'm gay. He looks at me as who I am. He's like, that's how I've always known you. Exactly. So that's, and that's, and that's, that's one of those slick sicknesses, sly and subtle that Satan continues to use. That's how he is from one generation to the next. I mean, there are people out here you, that, that are using, uh, a person's lifestyle to harm them. No, you just evil and you just a mean person and someone has told you that it's okay for you to have that kind of behavior because you've either had something happen to you or you or you've had it displayed 
that kind of spirit is passed on generation to the next generation. Just like the part about uh, don't like a, 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 a black person because of the color of their skin. That is not what that 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 is the craziest stuff, and we've got to stop passing this stuff on from generation to generation. If we start training children up in the way that they should go, which is love one another, that's it. Love one another. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah, generation absolutely. stuff will not come keep coming. The world won't be so convoluted with filth. It won't be so convoluted with hate. So convoluted with. He said, she said, all of this stuff would go away if we would train children up in the way that they should go. Love thy neighbor. And that is the greatest yeah. gift that we have is the ability to love. But it's the one gift that nobody wants to have. To be loved and to be able to love someone back, that is a beautiful thing. But guess what? Because my grandmama did it. And my mama did it. Now I'm doing it. Now my kids doing it and their kids doing it. But I can clearly see it's not right. So when you all see something that's not right that's passed on, don't do it. Don't get trapped in it. we got to get out of these traps that have been set before us. We see them clear as day. We see them. Look at the TV. And look at how they're well, using yeah, Look and, at how they're using the TV to keep us stuck in these trap traditions, these generational traps that have been passed on over and over and over and over again. Every time you turn on the TV, it's something about racism. It's something about hate. It's something about somebody mad at somebody. It's just ridiculous. And guess well, what? Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I guess um... – the the one thing I wanted to add was don't be scared to um, call somebody out. Like when you see them being racist or you see them being homophobic or something, say something. Because if you, if you don't say something and if you don't have the – I mean you don't have to get in an argument. Right. But if you don't say something and get – you know, have that conversation, things aren't going to change. It's just going to perpetuate – and, and you know what, Sly Guy? That's called calling the spirit out. Call it out. Like I did. When I told you that spirit came and told me to do something crazy, I called it out right then and there. And let me tell you, and I get to the point now where I don't say nothing. I just sit back and start praying. I just start praying because, but now if I see somebody mistreating somebody, I can't, my, my spirit won't let me not say nothing. But there's a way to say something. Now, you just can't go up there with all this, this this attitude. If you see somebody already got an attitude, you better not go up there trying to jump on them because guess what? They'll turn around and jump on you. And you'll get – so you got to know how to go to people. If I see somebody – like, example, I'm very good at dealing with people in the public. No matter what they're, what they're going through, I can – I've kind of – God has given me a special gift. Like, example – when the lady was being mean to me in the store, I, y'all, I don't know if you remember this fly guy, but I was yep. close and the woman was being real mean to me. It took the reality coach all it could do to keep from going off, but I knew that it was something within her. It had nothing necessarily to do with me. It's just that that spirit was testing me. So we have to learn how to handle situations accordingly. 
if you see someone being mean, assess the situation before you just jump into it. Figure out where you can come in and try to defuse it before you just jump right into it. Now, yes, we all, like you're saying, Clyde God, we got to do our part. If we want this world to turn around and be slick, sicknesses, sly, and subtle that Satan is using to keep us all in this topsy-turvy world of hate, anger, bickering, killing, stealing, victimizing, all, we got to start calling it out. We got to teach our children that's not the right behavior. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not nice. It's the whole um, uh, fight or flight because it's it's like if you go up there and you and you just start attacking or, or whatever you want to call it, but it, it's like they're just gonna fight back with you. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally I totally get your your uh, comments about having to approach it in a particular way because you know I don't I don't want to fight with anybody. It's like I want to have a conversation. It's like you know why are you treating me this way or why are you treating that person that way and um. So, yeah, and that, and that's all you have to do, uh, or or even sometimes you just may say you having a bad day, aren't you? Well, let me and and see. This is what I do when I see people having a bad day, and I see an opportunity to get in there and maybe diffuse you having a bad day. Well, let me tell you what happened to me just earlier, and 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 that's what I go into. So you ain't the only one having a bad day, but you know what? I know it's gonna be okay. You two, or, or, or I'll say something like. Um, this guy, he was at the at the store, and because we all were masked, he had the meanest look on his face, and he was quite scary looking. Honestly, he really was. He looked like he was mad, and and he and he probably really wasn't. His mind may have been somewhere else. But guess what I did? The first thing I said is, "Don't be coming at me with your teeth out like that." And he felt he 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 just it took him a minute, but then he just. He just burst into laughter because his mask had a bunch of big teeth on it, and he couldn't help but he couldn't help but laugh because it took him a minute, and it changed his whole demeanor. Just something so simple, and saying, "But he was scary looking. He looked like he was so angry. But his mind may have been somewhere else. But I wanted to make sure that he wasn't angry, and if he was, I was going to get out the way. So what I found an opportunity was to say to him." Don't come in here with your teeth all out like that. Don't come towards me with your teeth out like that. And he looked yeah, at me no. like I I lost my mind, but then he caught on. He realized his mask had teeth on it that were big and vicious looking. And he said, My mask, huh? I said, Yeah, it looked mean and it's making you look mean. He said, Oh, I'm not I'm gonna have to change my mask because I don't mean to look mean. I said, and then you know, and then I had to crack I said, and you know, you already coming in with two strikes. You can't afford to have that mask on looking like that. <laughs> so you know, let me see. Let me see if you can guess, Fly Guy, what the two strikes were. Uh, yeah, what's that? What? What? Oh. Uh, hey, this is, this is the reality code. Well, Holly Star, can you guess what his two strikes? His two strikes were. When I said that, he fell out laughing. Can any? Can you guess, Fly Guy? What are two strikes worth? No, his two strikes. I told him you're already coming in the door with two strikes on you. You don't need a third strike. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure. 
Well, Holly, do you know? Well, I guess Holly. No, I'm here. I've had my phone on me. I, I, I guess I could take a guess. I would say maybe his two strikes were that he was also a form of a reality coach. Did he try to tell you what to do? Nope. Now, I don't know how y'all don't know. If I, if I, uh, uh, TNT, can you come in and help them out, or do I need to get in the answer? <laughs> uh, I'm still in my cubby hole, so I'm waiting. So you you take it, Coach. I'm 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 still in my cubby hole right now. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Now let me tell you. Okay, let me tell you too. He came in the door with two strikes against him already. He was black well, and he's a man, and he coming and he coming there looking mean and got that ugly mask on. No, you better go yeah. get your friendly mask. You don't need no help. You don't need no help with people people prejudging you. And that's that's the world we live in now. That is the world we live in, and he may not even pay attention to how he looks and how vicious he looks. But me being so, who I am and seeing that, and he was big too, y'all. He was tall and kind of wide. I was like, you as tall as I am, you as wide as I am tall too. Uh, but anyway, and I told him that too. I said, you need to be, you need to get your different mask. That one ain't, that one don't make you look friendly. And people are intimidated. We live in a world where we're scared. So if a police see him and, and he made one wrong move with them teeth out like that on that mask and then that mean look. So I just found a way to help him understand, you know, sometimes we put ourselves in a role to be prejudged, even though we have a right and a freedom to do what we choose to do. But now we're living in a world of chaos. We have to be mindful. That this generational spirit hey, of evil, this generational spirit of evil is everywhere. So we have to be mindful, and we have to help each other understand certain things. You do, you putting yourself in a position to be targeted. You big, yeah. you mean looking, you darker of a dark complexion, and you got this mean mask on, and you you looking like you ready to fight. So. You know, like you said, fly guy is either fight or flight. So I just took it so, upon myself. Go ahead. You no, know, I just I wanted to say before I before I drop off because I I've, I've got to drop off here soon. But um, I loved what you said earlier, or or just a little bit ago about how when you uh, encounter somebody who's having a bad day, to say, hey, I've had a bad day too. You know, mm-hmm. this is what happened to me. I have never. It's like it's like that's totally a way to diffuse the situation. It's like, hey, it looks like you're having a bad day. You know, hey, my washer just broke broke down, or my basement flooded, or 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 whatever. You know, so it's, yeah. it's kind of to diffuse the situation to say, hey, I, mm-hmm. I'm with you here, In, instead of just I'll just automatically going to that. You know, hey. You know, you're being negative to me, and I, I'm going to fight you back. You know, it's like just like let's all just calm down. It's like we're all having a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> we've had a whole bad year, right? <laughs> exactly, and that's what I've learned to do. I've learned to take take it and put it on me. Let it make it 
be somehow or another, let me incorporate myself at fault some kind of way to make you realize that it's okay. We all go through something. We all have an issue. And that is something that we can do to break these generational spirits that are running around here. Find a way to make the, the bottom line is, you know what it is? Thank you, Holy Spirit. The bottom line is, fly God, we got to learn to humble ourselves. Just be humble. Yeah. Now, no, so I, I appreciate um, you saying that because I never even really thought about that. So We do. I do it all day long. Yeah. I do. Sometimes, and it, it, it has nothing, and even in, and you know where it really starts at? It starts inside of your household. If you don't know how to humble yourself within your household, you got some major problems outside of your household because guess what? The same way you are in your household, there are 10,000 out here that cannot humble themselves within their household. So the minute you leave out your door with that, that, that generational spirit you, that's trapped within you, if you don't know how to break free of it in your own house, you're in trouble because you're going to run into somebody that's got a bigger, more challenging spirit passed on generationally in them than you have. And that's when violence is going to show up. Because remember I told you the four people, the four generational curses, slick, sickness, sly, and some of them <laughs> hang together is violence, alcohol, drugs, and sex. They run together. If you got one, you can best believe the best the best friend of the other one is right there waiting. And sometimes they all four them have enough to it. And those spirits are bad spirits. And if you got the, all four of them showing up, oh, Lord, you in trouble. So you <laughs> well, have to find a way to break them. Huh? I, no, I was, I was going to say, <laughs> when I saw your topic <laughs> for tonight, and you listed the four S's, and one of them was sly, I was like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, I did not include you in that, but, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I can. I can find a way, fly guy. You know, I can. But no, it's not anything dealing with you. I'm just saying. No, I know. Those pack of fours, honey, that four pack is tough. I don't, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get me a one pack because I can only deal with one of them. Well, and the other thing I, the other, well, you know, I I mentioned before I'm a note taker. So one of the other notes I took was about, about, about the backpack, about, the big backpack mm-hmm. and you know this and that and it's like it's like that's why I carry like this little sling thing because I can't carry so much in my so much on my back you know. <laughs> so, you you better uh, I, say I, that. It's like it's like you I can say only you carry, carry so much. You, you carry well, a, little, well, a little pack. You remember the fanny pack? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I I love them. So anyway, now they have these. These things they're called they're called slings and they just go over your shoulder. It's kind of uh-huh. like a backpack, but it's but it's a small thing. You know, put your wallet in or keys or or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, it's like okay, that's all I can handle. I don't I don't need a big old backpack to put all this bullshit in. Oh oh, sorry. Those slings I didn't fall mean to off say my that. shoulder. 
those things fall off my um, shoulder. I can't wear one of those slings. Wow. Oh, you can't <laughs> carry one of the, the, the shoulder bags? Yeah, I can't carry it on my shoulder. Um, the sling things, they fall off. I don't know. I must be crooked or something because uh, <laughs> I, it, it just won't stay up. It's like, I, I don't know, but I have one of those things. I, I bought it because it looks so cool. I, mine is a Texas flag, and it will not stay on my shoulder. So those well, things that, that are, means you, you got rid of your backpack. You only need to carry that. You need to carry you just carry your little uh a uh, uh, little wallet. Then I mean that's good. You got rid of your stuff. And Sly Guy, see now, I, Holly, let me get him real quick. Cause see, he knows good and well, Sly Guy. That's why you. That's why I named you Sly Guy. Cause you know you said that word, and that word ain't supposed to be on this show. Don't think I ain't gonna call you out on. I told you I'm gonna start calling these kids out. Look, he didn't fly out where you go. Don't be trying to run and tuck your tail now. We heard you. Well, no, I I apologize because I it slipped out I'm and it happens to the best. <laughs> it happens. It's okay. I just want you to know that that's why your name is Sly Guy. That part right there. That's why Sly Guy. Yeah, Sly Guy. But this is okay. Well, we I... love you. Well, okay. Yeah, and I have to I have to drop off. I'm sorry about that, but I just wanted to call, call in and give my support and love to you because I, I I thoroughly enjoy. Oh, and you you um mentioned earlier about people taking away something from your shows and stuff. I every single time I I listen in and and whatever, even if I don't call in, every time I listen in, I always take something, at least one thing, away from your show. So. Keep keep it keep up the good fight, and I'll keep listening in. Well, thank you, thank you, Sly Guy. That's so sweet. That's why I love you, and that's why I call you <laughs> Sly Guy. Yeah, well, Bye, honey. Thank, honey. You, thank so, you for tuning I'm, in. Thank you for calling, Sly right. Guy. We'll see you next time. Bye, darling. Alrighty, bye, bye, bye. Well, now, Mr. TNT. Mr. TNT? Uh-oh. Uh, yes. I am just marinating in the overflow of words. And... One thing that, and I wish Fly Guy was still on here because I wanted to say something impactful, but I'm quite sure he's still listening. Um, what do I want to say when it comes to the tongue? Okay, the tongue has been one of those things that has been a, not only a spiritual weapon, but also a natural weapon for thousands of years. And the only way we can get a firm grip on the tongue is by what? Renewing our mind, transforming our hearts, understanding that in order for us to spew out love, we first have to love with each other. Now, all of the sins, I'm putting it all in a big old box. Because every sin stems all the way back from the very beginning of where all these things 
all these sins now that we're single we're singling out all these sins that we're having all this issues with all these sins that are coming full circle in today's time 2020 is the fact that it was never dealt with from the very beginning mm. and the church as a whole we dropped the ball why because we got so caught up in the economical development Instead of developing the soul of men and women. Now, the the rampant of spirits of homosexuality, for example, yes, that's always a big subject because that subject is always on the media, always on the news. Everybody's talking about it. It's like seems to be the the number one thing everyone talks about. We don't have a problem talking about that or any other issues on this network. I don't agree with the sin, but however... Coach, you are absolutely right. In order for us to be a strong witness for anyone walking in any type of sin, first of all, we need to love them like Christ loved the church. Who's the church? Me and you. So read the word. Mm -hmm. So here we go. So if we understand that every sin that Jesus cast out, every sin, not just homosexuality, every sin that we deal with, every single one of them. If Jesus never loved us the way he loved us, if he never had the heart and the compassion that he had, all those demons would not have trembled, all those spirits would not have been cast out, because he didn't have the one thing that we don't have, and that's why we can't love our brothers and our sisters that are walking in homosexuality. We can't truly deliver them or truly set them free because we still deal with our own issues. That's why mm-hmm. we can't deal with somebody that's an alcoholic or, a, or on drugs mm-hmm. or anything like that because we're not mm-hmm. facing the, the spirit of the thing. Yes, we understand. Okay, I'm good with that. If that's what you do, you're a grown man. You're a grown woman. It's not my job to spank a grown man and to spank a grown woman and tell a grown man and a grown woman how to live. But however, under the authority of God, I do have the right to tell you what you are and are not supposed to do according to the scripture. I'm not talking about the scripture we made up so we can make ourselves look good. I'm talking to me too. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the scripture that looks us in the mirror and say, you know what? I need to start talk I need to start making sure I talk different. I need to start making sure I can still love my brother that's still in that sin. I can still love him, still love her. I can love them past whatever it is that's holding them. We can get deep in a whole nother show when it comes to spirits of certain certain sins, but that's a whole nother show, and we don't have time for that. But what I will say is we have to have the love of Christ and have the authority of Christ to be able to still love and still cut and still heal all in the same breath. You think Anyone likes to what I have to say most of the time? Maybe not. But I know that under the authority of God, I'm giving you a word that, yes, is going to cut. Yeah, it may not sound good. Yeah, it may not be the most popular thing every preacher is talking about. But at the same time, I'm giving you a word that's going to challenge who you are as a believer. 
check yourself in the mirror. Am I carrying generational curse? Can I be delivered from a generational curse? Maybe I need to do some digging on my own stuff before I go and be self-liberating and think I got it all together and I can sit here and go ham and cheese on everybody else and I don't even got myself right. Now, will we all have ourselves perfect? No. Why? Mm -mm. Because the, the body that we possess is a sin natured body. We will sin before we wake up in the morning and we will sin when we go to sleep at night. Our body is a walking, breathing cesspool of sin. That's why Christ, when he's birthed inside of you, that's why you have to grow the relationship in Christ. So in turn, as he grows inside of you, he's changing your heart first. He's changing your mind second so you can speak and talk with love and authority and people will be able to listen and not be so quick to say, oh, that person, oh, they think they so this. Oh, they think they're so that. Well, look, the problem is we so on ourselves, coach, and we think that we get on this certain stage or platform and we don't need to be talked to any old kind of way. Look, I love to be critiqued. See, that's what makes you a better man or woman of God. I don't think I got it all together, coach. I don't think I'm the best pastor since I spread. I got a lot of kinks to work out, but I do know one thing. At least I can put it on the cross, make it known, make it plain, ask God to use me and deliver me from all my elements. And guess what? Day by day, week by week, Year by year, you watch those things drop off because the next thing you know, when you want to turn around and, and take a bottle to the head, you're going to get a nasty aftertaste in your mouth. Your body's going to react in a way that never reacted before. Why? Because you identified the curse. You wanted to break the chain of the curse. You asked God to take what it is out of you. I know this is going to be a process. I know it may not be an overnight thing, but God, please, I want this to be taken from me. Guess what? When you petition God for anything in your life, generationally or currently, he will petition you and he will meet you where you are. So if you're going to sit here and ask God to do something in your life to deliver you from whatever it is that you're dealing with, Guess what? He's going to meet you right where you are, and you better be ready to cash that check because I guarantee you, you're going to wake up a brand new man or a brand new woman in the kingdom of God. You got to love hard. You got to love your men and women of God, even though sometimes it's hard. We still got to love each other. Sometimes we got to love ourselves to break through the chains. So I'm going to pass the mic over because I'm not going to take all the time like I did last week. But I just wanted to give a recap on everything that was said. And if I missed anything, I can drop another bomb and go right in. So, Coach, I'm done. Back to you. Wow. And he just, I mean, he is such a little, he's a big, a little big box of dynamite. He just comes and he ties everything in so well. And let me tell you. It, 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 this, 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 this generation after generation after generation of, 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 of stuff that we got going on out here, like he said, you don't have to stay trapped in it. 
But the way you get the the way you free yourself from the trap is you have to be willing to understand your stuff. You have to be willing to accept the fact that this is messed up. But hey, this is where I am. God, can you just meet me right here? And I promise you, God will meet you right where you are. Like he said, you can take it to the bank and get your cash off of it. This is one check that you can write, and I guarantee you'll get the money off of it. Let me tell you why. Because I know that God says he can do all things, not just something, all things. It says he can, but here's the kicker to that can. Here is the way to get out the trap. The generational curse of fly sickness, I mean, excuse me, flint sickness, fly and so Here is the key. The Bible states, I, God can do all things. But guess what? He can only do it if you're willing. You have to be willing. You have to. He can't, you can't break nothing off of you if you're not willing to let God be God. If you're not willing to get the help, God can't do nothing, and God can't and ain't going to send somebody that can do something because you're not willing. And let me tell you, not saying you got to go all in willing. Okay, let me say this. We all have our issues. We all do. And let me just tell you, if you are like I think Holly Star said a while back on one show, if you have an addiction of cigarettes, and you know you're a smoker. If you normally smoke 20 pack, twenty cigarettes a day, start taking them day by day. Well, today I may just smoke 19. I may just smoke 19 cigarettes. But each day, start taking yourself down. Hey, oh, I see Mr. Hey, Mr. Lance of Michigan. I know you got something to say. You better get on here and say something. Uh-oh, uh-oh, here comes the general. <laughs> there is the general. Mr. Lance Michigan, Michigan, you can change yes. to the general. General Lance Michigan, what's going on? <laughs> Blessings to you all. How y'all doing this evening? Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for dropping by. Oh, no problem. I've been... All right, it's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. And so I've been listening in. And before I say anything else, hi, my name is Cyron Williams, and I'm a sinner too. All right. I'd like to say that. I'd like to say that straight off the top. Yes, and as a sinner, I struggle with things as well. But one of the things I've come to find out, when God is dealing dealing with me with my sin, he does not compromise. And there are many people who want God to just accept they sin for who they are. You know, they've heard it their whole life. God accepts you for who you are. Yeah, when you first meet him. But once you get to know him, you got to stop being that person and become who he created you to be. If not, then you've made your choice. Jesus Christ didn't say in that end time, many people will say, Lord, Lord, in that day, Uh and he will profess I never knew you, but didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I feed? Didn't I prophesy? Didn't I heal the sick? Didn't I chase out demons in your name? And he said, depart from me, doer of iniquity. For some reason, people think love means 
talking nice all the time. That it's letting you have your way. And that's not who God is. God is God all by himself. We need him. He don't need us. And he has set up guidelines. And for some reason, people think that Jesus Christ just says, it's okay. Be who you are. The key to all of it is he told that lady, the harlot, he said, now go and sin no more. Though he did not condemn her at that time, because she was new to it. But he also told her, now go and sin no more. Meaning, that behavior that you were indulging in, that is sin, you can't do that no more. Whether you want to or not. Whether you call it love or not. Whether other people accept it or not. And that's where a lot of people struggle at. I've had that struggle with myself. And speaking of, on generational curses, so my dad wasn't a dad whose dad wasn't a dad whose dad wasn't a dad whose dad wasn't a dad. I could have used the same excuse everybody else that was around me was using why they weren't dads. Well, I didn't have a dad, so I didn't know what to do. Or they say, you know, I, I didn't know how to be a dad. I was scared and all these excuses why they chose not to be a dad. Me, on the other hand, looked at who God was and the blessing that God gave me to procreate. And so I raised all my children. And it has been the biggest blessing in my life, so much so, my second oldest son, when he got a woman pregnant, he married her, and he is raising his son. And he called me when she got pregnant. Dad, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Can I come home? I say, where's the young lady at? He was like, upstairs. I said, you at home. I didn't condone it. I said, what do you need from me? I'll help you, but I'm not going to carry you through this. You knew the choices that you made. You knew the consequences. Now, I'll help you deal with them, but you still got to accept them. And everything that a person don't accept because everybody else is saying so, don't make it a phobia. Don't make it what it is. I got, I'm going to be quick here. Uh, and I, I was listening in. To, to the gentleman fly guy. And so mm -hmm. I got a son, my, my son, he calls me one day. He says, Dad, I got a friend. He's a homosexual. He says, and he struggled with it. And he's gone to church, people, and all they've ever done is beat him up, beat him up, beat him up, beat him up. And he needs some help. He said, I'll get my dad. My dad will come and he'll talk to you and he'll help you. I said, okay. And so I went to him, I asked him his name and everything. And explain to me your life. Tell me about yourself. And so he did. He says, and I need some answers. I said, okay, here's the deal. This is just what I feel the Spirit of God is telling me. I didn't condemn him. I didn't say, hey, you're wrong. You're going to hell and kicking down the street. I say, here's the deal. You're attracted to what you're attracted to, which is more than likely masculinity. There's a woman out there who's masculine enough for you. Find her. You can still have your desires met by getting the masculinity that you like, but you can still follow God's grand design and procreate. He found that woman. He has been married now for the past three years, and I tell you, her voice is deeper than mine. But they married, mm. and they got a daughter. See, many sins don't need to be stepped on. They need to be Explained 
God needs to be a part of it. As Chris said, when you love the Lord, you go to people with the love of the Lord, not to condemn them, but to help them see a way out because God gives us all a way out of sin. Generational curses, right now curses. God's got a way out if you want it. If you don't, then you'll find a reason to accept your sin, find your reason to stay in that sin, and then at the end you won't talk to me. You'll talk to the Lord, and he'll tell you better than me. Well, okay, so so with that being said, all of these, so so basically it's kind of like we're all coming to an agreement to what you say this to be true. That at some point, if you choose the wrong choice, then God will give you over to your own mind and allow you to believe right to be wrong and wrong to be right. Would that be what they mean by a reprobate mind? Yes. Well, yes. There we go. God will let you have all your sins. And guess what? God lets it rain on the just and the unjust. He allows good to happen to the evil and the good. So just because you and your sin, and it seems that your life is going right, that God is accepting that, no, he's let you have what you have. His mercies are for everybody. Grace isn't. Grace means you've accepted Jesus Christ, you've changed your life, and now you have grace and mercy. Everybody who woke up today, good or bad, received God's mercy. But the moment you die, if you've not had grace over you, that mercy ain't going to do you no good. Well, now, you know, and, and here's what I said about that. I think it was the last show. I said a lot of us, we don't under. I mean, now, I may have it backwards, and you just said it a different way, but I said that God's mercy God, God is merciful, but man, uh, back in the old days without grace, God didn't say uh, he turned into a burning bush in no in, in no time flat. So I, I don't like to fool around with mercy too much. I think I'm gonna stay over here with grace, and and I'm gonna try to keep the G on front of my race because I don't want to have to be in a race with mercy because mercy ain't nothing nice. Mercy is mercy is long suffering. Do you hear me? Now am I wrong with that? I mean I don't know, but I'm just saying, seems to me when you got mercy, fooling around with mercy, mercy is not nice, but I understand it your way too, that we do have God's mercy every day that we wake up. That is a beautiful thing. That's a nice way to look at mercy, too. Y'all, we, boy, thank goodness that mercy and grace. Ooh, Jesus. I thank you for it, Father. I do. But as he was saying, if you're not careful, if you're not careful, you will find yourself in a world of trouble. You will be able to believe that you're living the right life and, 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 and going to die wrong. Going to die wrong. That's all of us. If we don't change our ways, if we don't change our ways, I don't care what, like he said, God ain't going to compromise. He's compromising, but he ain't going to compromise. And when I say he's compromising, he's giving you an opportunity to get yourself together. Giving you every opportunity you can to get yourself together. But if you 
die in a compromising state. God ain't going to compromise. I think that's what he's saying. Now, these are ministers. Y'all, I'm just a little vessel. I'm just a reality coach trying to bring it to you in my real real mindset. But let me try to get one of them back on here so I can make sure I'm not saying the wrong thing. God is compromising, but he won't compromise. And there's a difference. Compromising means he's still giving you an opportunity. Oh, here he comes. He's still giving you an opportunity to get it right, but that don't mean he's going to compromise what his words say. Because at the end of the day, if right. you're not doing what you're supposed to do, it is what it is. Am I right, yes. TNT? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, yes, ma'am. Um, in in a nutshell, there are two sides of the same coin: grace and mercy. Let me break it down. Now, grace is a gift we don't deserve, while mercy is not getting the punishment we deserve. Okay, so I'm quite sure you're like, wait a minute, that that doesn't that uh, you you just confused me there, uh, Pastor. So let me break it down. So, of course, we have the Webster Dictionary of Grace. Grace is defined as um, courteous goodwill. Now, meaning it doesn't ask or nor deserve, but it's freely given. And mercy, on the other hand, is the compassion of kindness shown to someone who is, who is, it is in one power to punish or to harm. It is an act meant to relieve some of their suffering. Now, let's put let's put it all in perspective here. Okay, so as we believe grace and mercy, grace, of course, grace is what God gives us. Grace is what uh, Jesus is. I'll put it in layman's terms, like your like your like your lawyer. The lawyer is your your vindicator. He is your he, he he is the one that fights for your for your freedom. He's the one who fights for your for your uh, uh, you're not guilty. So he's going to fight for your life. That's grace. And in the same coin, he's also showing mercy because he's asking the judge to have mercy on the verdict. So this is how it breaks down. Now, when you recognize, accept, and grow. This is how grace and mercy become one in the same. One, you have to recognize that you cannot do this thing by yourself. We must humbly accept that we are what? Sinners and imperfect. And everything that we have is is thanking God, good or bad. That's recognizing grace and mercy. Two, we have to accept the fact that he has given us grace and mercy for free, for free. Now, see, we, we talk about grace and mercy uh, in, in the uh, naming and claiming era and in the, in the health and wealth movement, and we're still trying to roll that old. But the fact of the matter that is generational, that generational it, spirit. Exactly. So it's only right to accept the acts of love with all of our hearts. What does that mean? If we wholeheartedly have acceptance of who we are in God, what we came out of in God, and how we can walk with God, then that's where grace and mercy is activated. It becomes 
one and the same. It's not two if you're walking in God. But some of us are only walking in one or the other because we were only taught one or the other. So we were caught grace. Oh, grace is going to give me. He going to give me grace. I'm, I'm still getting lit. I'm still dropping like it's hot in the club. I still got five or six boyfriends. I got uh, five or six girlfriends on the side. Yeah, that's that's grace. But if like like uh, Siron said. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've adopted another word called mercy. Now, grace and mercy is not going to work if we continuously act in what we think that God's going to give us grace and mercy. We're talking about our sins generationally and what we're walking out in our own current lives. If we continue to walk in our own power, in our own authority, and we're not letting God help us in our uh, ailments, in our shortcomings, if we're not being real with the fact that we have issues and only God can fix it, and if we can't be transparent enough to tell people, and see, this is the problem, too. A lot of pastors put themselves on a high horse, and and they act like they ain't done nothing wrong. But then come to find out a year later, they on t- they on CNN news doing all this nonsense, coming out of the closet, all this stuff that was going on in their pulpit. Why? Because they didn't identify the sin. They, they wasn't real with the fact that I needed deliverance in my sin, and I needed God's grace and mercy to keep me out of my sin. So that's how we can stay focused. Our walk with God if we continue to keep ourselves in his power, not our own. I don't care how many degrees you got. I don't care how much school or seminary school you've been to. If you have not let God change your heart, change your mind, change who you are, kill the sickness that infests all of us daily, because when you become a, a Christ or you become a believer in Christ, it's a daily, daily thing to co- to conquer this thing called flesh. Because the flesh is going to act out like if you were on crack, baby, and your body acting up because it needs that fix. It's the same thing when it comes to being in Christ. You got to constantly feed it with the word, feed it with good fellowship people that's going to keep it real with you and keep you accountable. That's how we keep ourselves from getting addicted to our mess. Let me be quiet because we're running out of time. So I'm done, Coach. Back to you. Wow, 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 wow. That was so good because what that did is you got to have grace and mercy. They're gifts. So when you feel like you're trapped, you're not. If you know about grace and mercy, you cannot be trapped in a generational cycle of abuse, uh, victimization, alcoholism, sexual perversion, um, drug addiction, whatever you feel like you're trapped within, even in a violent, a domestic violence relationship, you're not trapped. That is a generational spirit that you can break off of you. And I guarantee you, you guys don't believe me, if you do your uh, history on your family, you will see that this is when this has went on over and over and over and over through your family lineage, through 
through your family lens. And you guys, I just want you to know also that as the reality coach looks at grace and mercy one way, Mr. Uh, General Lance in Michigan looks at it another way. Holly Saw looks at it another way. Uh, 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 Sly Guy may look at it another way. Firecracker, Miss Firecracker, who may look at it, I may look at it another way. But ask God to give you clarity on whatever is said. Don't just take our word for it. Don't just take our word. You get in there and you study for yourself and you ask God to give you an understanding of what his grace and mercy is. Because like I said, I can only speak for me. Chris can only speak for himself, uh, which is TNT. Mr. General Lance in Michigan can only speak for himself. Holly Stark can only speak for herself. Sly Guy can only speak for himself because everybody's understanding is different. And let me tell you, my puzzle may not be like yours. Mine may be real easy or mine may be super complex. But whatever God wants me to do with that puzzle, he's going to give me what he wants me to do with the puzzle because it's the puzzle that he designed for me. So your puzzle may not be like mine. And I'm not saying everybody has walking around, everybody got to just because something that, oh, that's a generational curse. No, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is get allow God to identify what you what's going on with you. Something I guarantee you, it's a spirit stemming from someone else or in your past or in your lineage. That's what he gave me. And I am almost certain that ain't none of us exempt from it. None of us. Because I'm telling you, you may find yourself standing a certain way. You don't even know why you're standing. Matter of fact, I was speaking with someone uh, yesterday. Now, his daughter is in love with horses, wants land, and wants all of this stuff. And then he's talking to me. This man is out here just talking to me. He said, I can't believe my daughter is wanting some of the same things. And I haven't even told her that I wanted those things. Well, that's how that generation moves. Things are transferred from spirit to spirit, where even physical to physical. Things can be transferred from your child, from you to your child without you even knowing it. Where do you think they get their looks from? It's transferred. Not saying that everything bad is somebody. All I'm saying is that do your homework. Learn what's in your lineage. Learn what's in your family. Because if it's in your family, like I said, alcohol, my father was an alcoholic. So I try not, I, I really don't drink. And I didn't know God was taking care of me when I thought I was taking care of myself. I thought I just didn't like to drink. But that's God's way of saying, no, I got something else to do with you. So I'm going to make it where, like TNT said, you'll get a bad taste in your mouth when it's not meant for you to do. I got a bad taste in my mouth from that alcohol, so I don't do it. Not because I didn't try, because it wasn't for me. Because I was very susceptible, uh, susceptible to becoming an alcoholic because my father is one, was one. So God didn't see fit. When Satan tried to use my painful childhood to bring to the forefront of my life, no, 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 no. Because like I'm going to always say, these generational things, 
I have taken them out of my backpack because I don't need them on my back trying to run my prison. They don't need to keep going in front of me. Because like I said, I may want to go right, and I guarantee it's going to send me wrong. So, y'all, you do not have to be trapped in anything. Don't ever feel like you're trapped. Because if you are willing, God can do all things. And I say God because that's the only, that's the only thing, that's the only, only thing I know that fixes my life. You're, you may not believe the Bible, and I'm not, I'm not, it's not here for me to try to judge you because you don't believe like I believe. I don't have no, I, I can't, I can't do that. But I can tell you, it works for me. And I suggest you try it. You can try it. And if it don't work for you, it just don't work for you. But that's what I serve. I serve a true and living God. You may not. And I'm not going to not like you for it. I'm just going to continue to love you and allow God to continue, pray for you, and let you continue to make your choice. Because I can't control Wait. your choice. You don't want to have the control over that. Somebody's mic is on. So that's all I'm saying. You have a right to control your own destiny, and I'm not going to treat you any different. I'm going to love you because of who you are. As long as you ain't telling me I can't love my God, we are right. I'm not going to tell you you can't love yours because I don't know what yours do for you, but I know the one that does for me, and I know it's what I believe in. Me. But that don't mean I can't love you. And, y'all, that's what we got to stop. We got to stop this generation, uh, generational curses, well, generational spirits, spiritual curses of not loving someone because they believe differently. Okay, Amy. Hey, Coach. Hey, Coach. Yes, go ahead. I'd like to say a little bit, please. Um, in addition to generational curses, we can also have generational blessings in the same thing, ways that are handed down. So I thought maybe it would be a good thing to mention as we close the show that, you know, whereas we can, all, we can look in our families and see what was there that we need to be careful with, we can also mm-hmm. take what we, lear- what we learned and cherish it and tweak it and make it better for ourselves. And my grandmother, she was a Dorothy as well. Her name was Nina Dorothy Ely. She was from Dequeen, Arkansas, and yesterday she's been passed for 10 years, and it doesn't seem like 10 months ago um, flying in my life. I I literally sometimes think that the hands on the clock are spinning really fast, but what she taught me was how to go to church and love the church and how to love reading the Bible and, and to love some things that came from the Bible. She would tell me, because I've always battled one of the generational curses I received and I, I don't know that it's a it was I'm saying it could have been a generational curse because I did not choose it. But I have battles with um I'd I prefer to call it sadness, you know, from time to time in my life that for no real good rhyme or reason I just would get sad. Uh due to whatever. Maybe there was a reason, maybe there wasn't. And she would she would always have the right thing to say to me to make me feel better. She was the most wonderful person in my life. And I miss her every day. But one thing she always told me is uh, about the when we were talking about the tongues, you know, speaking with a harsh tongue. She said, um, oh, let's see. I think it's in Proverbs. And she said, 
a gentle um, what is it? Hold on, now I get it. Think it was in Proverbs, possibly fifteen. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. She taught me Mm -hmm. that, and I wrote that on my Facebook page for the longest. Is when it says about me, you know, um, words to live by and such. So I, she taught me to read Proverbs. She said, if you'll read Proverbs, you'll never need a psychiatrist. So I began reading Proverbs, and on the last thing that I'll say about this about the words, I found in Proverbs 17 verse 28 it says, "Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent." So sometimes that is a really good thing to think about. And uh, I've enjoyed the show tonight, Dorothy. I've really enjoyed the show tonight. So I think that we've uh, We've we've expanded on a subject that maybe last was uh, narrowed down. I think we expanded it and made it bigger and much more uh, to think about. So thank you for a great show tonight. I've enjoyed it. Well, thank you, and thank you for pointing that out. Blessings do come generation after generation too, and that is so. That is so. That is why I love Holly Star. She always, always uses something beneficial to point out something, and she is right. Blessings come from generation to generation, too. And, honey, I am looking high and low for mine. Do you hear me? I'm up on the mountaintop looking for my blessings. I'm looking. Now, that's one generational curse I'm trying to go find. I don't call that a curse. So that that's good. Let me let me, let me me get my blessings from that. I'm talking about when, 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 when. It's a blessing from generation to generation. And let me tell you, it don't always have to be what you see. Like I said, my father was uh, a drinker, an alcoholic. And my blessing that was passed on to me is the fact that someone before me in my lineage didn't like alcohol. They tried it, and they had the same sense in their mouth, uh, the same taste in their mouth left. So it was passed on to me. Now, there are some in my family that didn't make it. They ended up being alcoholics. But I thank God for the blessing that someone before me had that bad taste and it was passed on to me, not like an alcohol, because I am susceptible susceptible to being an alcoholic because my father. It ain't like it's one generation away. It is the man that helped get me here. So I do say that blessings are... Blessings and curses can be on your family. You just have to make a determination on what you want from your from your life. You gotta make conscious choices. You cannot be dibbling and dabbing. Make conscious choices so you won't get trapped in it. Make the right choice, and that curse has to get off your back because guess what? It don't have no business. You ought to, I'm tired. I told the backpack, I didn't took the backpack off. I don't want a backpack because guess what? It has been, it has been on my back too long. And guess what? I don't need what's behind me to stand in front of me no more. Because it blocks my view. I can't see, I can't see my blessings because I'm too busy carrying these cursed back, this cursed backpack on my back. So guess what? I didn't pull them off and I'm casting them down and I'm calling them out. So cursing. Your ride is over. I have you behind me, and that's what you're going to say, because I don't need you in front of me blocking my way. With that being said, 
Father, we thank you for giving all the words of wisdom. We thank you for just being a, a, a being such a wonderful presence in this show, Lord. We thank you for everything that you're doing through us, with us, and to us. We can't say thank you enough. So, Lord, we thank you for each person that has heard this, and we pray that they get something that they can use for their life to help them know that they don't have to be trapped. Generational curses are real, but your blessings are realer. And they don't have to be trapped within the curse of the silly, sickness, sloth, and subtle. Satan, your assignment is up. You're coming off the back of people because your assignment is up because nobody needs you to be in front of them blocking their way. No more, no more, no more. God is good. God is good. Praise God. And 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 Pastor, do you want to read that real quick before we go? Uh, is it too long? Do we have enough time for you to read it real quick? Nope, we don't. We gotta go. We're just, hey, you guys. Yeah, we're just about out of time. Yeah. Check out Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. Is that, that's Ephesians 1, 2, through, 2, 1 through 10. And let me tell you how it starts. Job, Ecclesiastes, and Proverbs are the book of wisdom. And with wisdom, you can't help but be wise. And they are the tools that you'll need to keep you from having a spirit of depression. That generational stuff, it'll get off of you if you read those. Okay, you guys, until next time, I'm Dorothy Patterson, the Reality Coach. Thank you for tuning in. And if you have a question, don't hesitate to ask, please, because that's what we're here for. We know we ain't always the right one. You may be able to help us get it right. So please don't hesitate to ask. Until next week, you guys, I'm Dorothy Patterson, the Reality Coach. Stay blessed, stay up, and like I said, drop that backpack because you don't need that stuff in front of you, blocking your way no more. Generational curse your assignment is up. Drop the backpack. Be blessed. Love you guys. Me to be broken by you will keep your hand covering me. I'm free when I'm broken by you. My life is safer when I get to the break. Bring my mistakes to the hand of the maker. Who I am is it up behind who I face to be. My life is safer when I get to the breaker.
Radio, Central Texas. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.